So you think you've got distractions and can't start a business. Well, what if I told you that my guest today has nine children and she still found a way to build a six-figure business? Curious? Well, you'll need to listen to today's show. Okay, here we go. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, we're going to chat with Renee Harris. And Renee has got a fascinating story. She is the mom of nine children and still figured out a way to start a business that was originally selling products in a farmer's market. And today, it is a six-figure online business. But I'm not going to tell you anymore. I'm going to let Renee do it. Renee, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lorraine. I'm happy to be here. I am so excited because I think so many of my listeners struggle with balancing. And how do you balance the demands of a family with the demands of running a business? So let's start there. I know for us, I didn't go looking necessarily for a business to start, so I didn't quite like plan out how is my day going to begin and end and how am I going to fit this in? It kind of just developed. And so for me, I got to kind of start with little bits and pieces of what I can manage and handle. And for us, I just, without even trying to make money, we were just starting a little farmer's market booth. And I, I saw that as a good opportunity for my boys to help me out. They were eight and 10 at the time. So we didn't start with nine kids when we started a business. And just like when you have kids, normally you don't get them all at once. And you, normally a business doesn't just fall in your lap. You just have to figure out those little things to, to take on a little bit at a time and keep your family intact. Because I've also seen families just get completely torn apart by the family, the parents, one parent having to try to push, push, push. And I feel that pressure a lot too. To push, push, we need to get more done as business owners we don't have enough time to get everything done. So a couple of different strategies is like by having that focus, you, you know, with me, I have kids, my youngest is six. And so she may interrupt me and I have to figure out a way that I can make her feel important and get my work done. So one of my little strategies on that is I tell her that she is, she helps me quote unquote in the office. So I have a home office and when she knows, for example, I'm on a call with you and I cannot be interrupted. I put her in charge of making sure nobody comes in the room. And I tell her, I can't have any noise in here. I can't have anybody barge in. She's the only, really, she's the only person in the household that would at her age. <laughs> the other kids wouldn't, they know better. But I had to make her feel like she's in charge of keeping everybody out of the room. And before I get on a call, you know, she's, she's the one not necessarily standing by the door, but she's going to make sure nobody interrupts mom. So you have to give... If you have kids in your home and you're running a business from home, you have to give them that role that's going to be, they feel like they're part of it. That's such a great strategy, making them feel a part of it and also creating tasks that are age appropriate. And right. obviously that's going to be great for a six-year-old. A 16-year-old is not going to buy into that, <laughs> but you don't need that with a 16-year-old. So that's a really great strategy. And I also love the fact that you sort of grew this a little at a time and expanded. What do you think, as you made that transition from farmer's market to, to online, 
were there some lessons that you learned along the way that really have helped you expand that part of your business? Yeah, definitely. In fact, I mean, that was 13 years ago. So in some ways it was easier back then because you didn't have all the voices and all of the strategies and, and you had to think just like your customer. So at the farmer's market, I, I mean, uh, the product that we have is very unique. It's a, it's a lotion bar in solid form. So first of all, I have to explain that to somebody like, wait, it's lotion. How come you can't pump it out of a tube? And so we have to explain it. So we realized right off the bat, without having all this training that I can get access to today, that I had to be able to tell a customer what it is, how to use it. And then we realized that if they came back the next week, then we wanted to know why, like, what did we do last week that was really effective that they came back the next week? And we had samples and just little things that now I, I think, wow, we actually did a pretty good job for not having any kind of background in business. <laughs> I didn't get a degree in business. We were, we were to, at the library just getting Seth Godin's books, really. Way back then, it was just absorbing books from the library and then kind of being thrown out there and testing and see what works. And, you know, sometimes now it's harder if you don't have someone to guide you. There are so many things and voices. So so I think the biggest thing for us was, in fact, when I read some of my earlier emails in the beginning, like these are fresh, these are good, they get right to the point. <laughs> After a long time, it's, you know, it comes to second nature. So sometimes it's faster to write an email, but to get inside the customer's brain um, and and see where they're at is has been the most effective no matter where you are in your business. Absolutely. And so now you are selling your products online and you don't have the opportunity to engage someone walking, walking by your booth. How do you connect with your customers online and still engage them in that conversation? Yeah, what's been neat, and I guess this is the positive side of the past, you know, the events of the past couple of years, everybody's on Zoom. So what we started to do last, uh, you know, about six months ago was have weekly Zoom calls. And because we sell a natural skincare product, it was all around natural. You know, it's basically somebody, a customer often comes to us because they are allergic to ingredients in their other skincare and we have really simple ingredients. So we'll have a, a Zoom call and I'll call in an expert on eczema. I'm not the expert. I'm not going to claim to be the one who can tell them how to fall, you know, fix their problems, but I'll go and get an expert. So every Wednesday we'll have a different expert come on. And with skincare, so I mean, I have had a stress expert, a sleep expert, um, an essential oil expert. And so I get to interview those people on a Zoom call live and then our customer. And then I also put that on Facebook live as well. So people who don't really quote want to be in the room, but they want to watch, they can watch on Facebook. And that's been really good because the customers look forward to those calls and we show the replay. We have repurposed content. We can make a blog post. We can make Instagram posts out of it. And then it's that constant repurposing of content. But most of all, they see our faces face to face and they can interact and ask questions with us. That's such a great strategy on so many levels. Number one, it really helps establish you as the face of the brand. So doing those weekly conversations, but then the second piece of it is really what I would consider a fairly old school content marketing strategy. This idea that you don't talk about your product. You, you really don't. You talk about things that your customers want to know. They come to you for that information and along the way, you sneak in a little product info. Right. Uh, 
that's a fabulous way to stay to stay connected. As you're doing this and you're selling online, and I've been listening to a lot of articles lately about the different resale platforms and some of the pricing changes and some of the ways that merchants are, are pushing back or just frustrated. What tips do you have for someone who's thinking, okay, I'm going to take my product online. I'm going to use one or more of these online engines. What should I know? Oh, that's a good question. I think um, most of all, you know, when we started, we started small. We started with a just, we didn't want to go to an expensive platform. And, um, but we wanted to make sure that we, we had tested out our product and that we had something good and, and worthy of selling. And so a lot of times you just have to start with uh, something that has everything you need, but it's small and you don't need to pay a lot of like for a, an email service provider. Thankfully, a lot of them start out with if you have fewer than 200, then it's free or, you know, it only costs so much a month. So I we use Shopify and with that platform, it's nice because you can you've got all these different plugins. But I think some people make the mistake of thinking, oh, I need this. I need that. I need that. And then you've got so many plugins that can slow down your site or um, it gets expensive for sure. And something that you think uh, you needed gets expensive very fast or they could increase the price. So. I have to constantly evaluate the different tools that I have and realize that maybe I don't really need this one. And so I think one nice thing about for people starting small, I would just highly recommend just keep an eye on it and see what is actually worth it. Because when you grow, sometimes you, you know, you, you don't really pay attention to those things and it's hard to unravel that later. So it's just great to start small, keep track of what's working. And as you, as you have things that just aren't working, take, just get rid of them. Don't, you don't have to stick with something just because it might've started or looked really great at first. So. Fabulous advice. Renee, thank you so much. This has just been great, great tips for people who are thinking maybe they want to start an online business. Thank you. It's fun. I, I have to say it's very fun. I mean, with, with kids too, if you're raising a family, out of our um, nine kids, five are entrepreneurial already and the other four are still at home. So it's, it's a great example. It's worth it even for your kids. Awesome. And if you are curious about Renee's product, I'm going to suggest that you go to hardlotion.com. There will also be a link in the show notes for a freebie that will allow you to try the product yourself. Renee, thank you again. Thank you. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you would like to find resources for your business, be sure to check out digitaltoolbox.club. There are podcasts, webinars, workbooks, and so much more. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.